Genesis 1, 3, Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. And I'm going to read Hebrews 11, 1 and 2 for you. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. You hear that? The worlds were framed. How many of you have a a picture and you frame it? The worlds were framed by the word of God. And then what God did was he then spoke and the animals came forth to fill in that frame, to fill in the picture of that, that frame. Are you all with me? So that's what God's word did in the beginning. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God's word, the word tells us that God's word became flesh or came in the form of flesh. John 1 1. In the beginning, the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So what God did was the words, he, let me put this way. God made Jesus with words. God got Jesus into this earth by words. God took the words and put flesh on it, just like he did with Adam. And he did the same thing with us. And we're going to look at that some more. So God's power is contained in Jesus. God's word is what created Jesus in the flesh. God's word creates. And what, what did God's word create? What, did God word, what does God's word create? Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Let's go to that. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Now, if you're a person or a student of the word, if, you, if, you, if you're a person that, that really goes into the word and, and studies it, and this is something that really bothered me for a while because in Genesis 1.26, it tells us that God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. But then when he comes down to verse 27, he doesn't mention likeness again. He doesn't mention likeness again. He basically repeated in verse 27 what he said in verse 26, but he didn't put likeness in there. And that bothered me. That bothered me for a while. So I saw and I see that we are created in God's image. We are made in his image. And what happened is sin came, we died, And Jesus then came, and what he did was he restored us back to God. Okay? But what did Jesus restore when he came back? What did he restore? Jesus restored us back to the image of God. That's what he restored us back to. He restored us back to the image of God When we made him Lord of our life, that's what he did. He restored us back to being made in the image of God. So we are in the image of God. Okay? And it's the image of God in us. What we clearly see from Genesis 1 was when he said, let us make God in our image and in our likeness. And then he goes down to verse 27 and he says, let us make God, let us make man in our image. It's fully understood that he was not talking about human form. You see that? You understand that? 
when God said that. He was not talking about human form because God was not in human form. Okay? Are you all with me? I need you to follow me. Okay? I need you to stick with me. So when God says this, to, to, when they said this in Genesis 1, he wasn't talking about the earth, the dirt. Are you, you catching this? He was talking about his image. And I'm going I'm to define and tell you what image is versus likeness because they're not the same. They're two different things. So let's keep going. So Jesus came and he restored us back or he brought back the image of God in us. Okay? We were made, we were created in the image of God. Where, let me give you some scriptures. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23 is a very powerful scripture that we could stay on all morning. I'll read from verse 22. Seeing you, have been pure, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned or sincere love of the brethren, love one another with a pure heart fervently. Verse 23. Being born again. So you were born the first time. Died. Raised. When Jesus was raised, you accepted Jesus and it manifested. So being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. So what is that incorruptible seed? What's the incorruptible seed? It's the word of God. So the same way that God made Jesus is the same way he made us. Are you all seeing this? Okay? So Jesus was born. He came in human form. But he came into this earth with the image of God in him. Sin, when he hung on that cross, that changed. That's why he died. He was then raised. And then when he was raised, the Bible says he was the first begotten of the Father. The firstborn of the Father. In other words, he was the first person that got born again. Because sin, when it entered him, when, it, when God placed our sin on him, death came in to him which he never knew he never had before. Are you all with me? Is this too much for you? Okay. Because I'm going someplace with it and I need you to stick with me. So the same way God made Jesus is the same way he made us. The exact same way, the same way he made Adam the same way he made Jesus, the same way he made us. Do you all see that? The word is what made Adam. The word is what created and brought Jesus into the earth. The word is how we got born again. To be born again means that you're born a second time. Are you all with me? Because when you came into the earth, you came in being born of God. Your spirit, you were in heaven where God dwells before you were here on earth. You were in Christ. You were in God. You were in God before you came to this earth. And the Bible talks about it in Romans. Sin came. In other words, you succumbed to sin. You died. You made Jesus Lord of your life. You were born again. Okay, are you all with me? Okay. So, 
Jesus came and restored back the image of God in us. That's what he did. We were created in the image of God, Romans chapter 1, verse 23, and Romans chapter 8, I'm, I'm sorry, 1 Peter 1, 23, and Romans chapter 8, verse 29. It says, For whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God foreknew you. He knew you. How did he know you? You weren't even born. You were in him. That's how he knew you. That's why we, all, we know that God knows us better than we know ourselves because he made us. We came from him. We came out of him. Our spirit nature. That's why it doesn't matter how a person comes into the earth. You can come in through any which way. But the thing about it is you have to come in legally. And the legal way is through, the, through a seed. And by virtue of the fact that you're here now, you're sitting here, you came in through a seed because you need to have a body to operate in this earth. Because you came of a seed, because you came uh, uh, from a seed, you, are, you were a seed. But you came from the heart of God. That's why, as, that's why everybody is predestined. That's why God knows everybody. Because everybody came out of him. And by you coming out of him, and you came into this earth legally through the seed, you have a reason for being here. Because God does, whether, let me put it this way, whether it's, whether it's only procreating, because out of you, another seed, out of your seed, God wants to, to bring deliverance from cancer to people. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's purpose in you. And because there's purpose in you, there's value in you. And it goes even be before that. Because God made you. Because God doesn't make anything that's not valuable. He doesn't make anything that's not valuable. You are valuable to God. You have a reason for being here on the earth. And it's not the reason I'm here. It's not the reason why the person next to you is here. That's God in his amazing glory, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, where every single one of us have a different reason for being here. None of the reasons are the same. None of them are duplicated. They're all different, all special. That's why it's so important that we find what that is and walk in it because attached to that purpose comes the greatest joy and peace and fulfillment of life. That's why it becomes so important. You want a fulfilled life? Find that reason. Find it. Why am I here, God? And I'll tell you this too. The reason you're here is not far away from you. It's right in you. It's what gives you, the, it's what gives you joy. It's what you like talking about. That's, that's what it is, what you like talking about. What you will not shut up talking about, or what, whenever you talk to somebody, you always end up on that topic, whatever it is. That's, that's it. That's, that's, that there is the reason. And that's why I tell you, this is not the time to be quiet. This is the time to speak, because that's part of how you find out what comes out of your mouth. Because you're made in his image. He spoke, it was. You speak and you find, you get understanding and knowledge and it happens. 
Some people today, unfortunately, are not walking in their divine. They're not walking in the divinity of purpose that God implanted in them because they're not talking about their passion. They're not talking about what gives them joy. They're not talking about what drives them. That's how you know because you, you've got to talk about it. You can't keep your mouth shut. You just love talking about it and you gravitate towards people who listen to you talk about it. Do you, do, are you, do you all understand? Okay, so let's go. Let's keep going. As a born-again believer, the image in you and me is the image of God. The Word of God says, this is a proof, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Glory, the hope of glory, Christ in you. Everything is wrapped in him. Now, an image is, is like a picture you know, today in the world, people are concerned about image. I have to have a certain image. You all know what I'm talking about? My image, I can't taint my image. Oh, what does it look like? What would I look like? And the thing about it is that that's not true image. That's cosmetics. True image is what God has placed in you. His image in you. Let's keep going. So, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Image is like a picture. What image do you have in you? Let's look at it another way. Let's, let's come on this side. What image do you have in you? What image do you have of yourself? What image do you have of yourself? And you know something? Nobody knows the image that you have in you better than, first of all, God, of course, but you. Nobody knows it better. Nobody. You can be one way on the outside and inside different. But God's desire is for us to have a strong image of him in us. Because the image that you have in you is what you're going to create. You see, nothing happens to us unless it's first on the inside. We don't move, walk, eat, drink unless it's first on the inside of us. And of course, I mean, I'm a little bit exaggerating, but you, I'm trying to make a point. You understand what I mean? The image that we have on the inside of us is what is going to come out. And you know what? You can't, no matter how you try to stray from that, you can't. Because that's you. Every day. So we know words create images, words create pictures. My question is, what image, and it's something that you need to, to think about, what image do you have on the inside of you? Every day, every single day, Every hour of the day, all the time, the world, the flesh, the enemy tries to bombard us with information to create, alter, or remove. Not, I'm sorry, not create, but to alter or remove God's image in us. 
every day. Every day. The image you have in you determines who you become. You know that scripture, Exodus 20, 3 and 4? That's why he tells us don't have any graven image. Don't, 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 don't create any kind of image of him. It says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto you any graven image. Graven means carved stone or idol or any likeness of anything that's in heaven above or earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. We're not supposed to have any other image except his. We're supposed to have no other image inside of us except him. And he doesn't even want us to have an image of him from the outside, you know, like those white Jesuses. Even when you see a picture of Jesus, if it's, it, I, I mean, can I be brutally frank and honest? We look at the images, of, we look at the pictures of Jesus that have been created, right? And there, some of, well, most of them have been white in the past, but I'm sure now with all that's going on, they're going to be more black. But anyway, he says, well, when we look at them, they, they do something to us. They create something, they alter something in us. Paul, I believe it is, says to not glory in the flesh. He, and he says this. He says, I know no man anymore after the flesh. Jesus doesn't want us to know him after pictures. Because that limits him. It limits us. It creates here again because images create pictures. Pictures create thoughts. Thoughts also create images. He doesn't even want us to have a picture of him culturally. That's why there's really none. Nobody can say that they've, they, they've seen him. I mean, well, let me put it this way. The people that have seen him, they don't create pictures of him. They don't. He does not want us to have any images of him. Why? Because he is spirit. Okay, are you all with me? So the image you have in you becomes who you are. He says, have no other image inside of you except, except him, not, not even on the outside. And that's a commandment. That's a commandment that's being broken every day by many people, believers as well. The picture or the image on the inside, what should that look like? What should the image of God on the inside of us look like? What should it look like? Well, we have to look at the word because he is the word. His word is him. So what are some of the things? He is good. He's good all the time. No matter what you experience, no matter what you feel, no matter what you hear, it doesn't matter. God is good all the time. And the world tries to bombard us to make us think, well, uh, hmm. You all understand what I'm saying, right? He's good all. And there's some things that we as believers in our lives have to settle, establish that no matter what happens, 
This is where we stay. This is where we stand. This is what we believe. And one of those things is that God is good. And he's good all the time. God doesn't have any bad in him. God doesn't know any bad. He is good all the time. No matter what happens, no matter what I feel, no matter what I experience, God is good all the time. He does not change. He is the same good all the time. Your situation... My situation, it doesn't change who God is. And the image that we have and develop on the inside of us is what will actually change the circumstances and the situations that's outside of us. That's why it's so powerful to know the image and have that image and protect the image of God in us. Because everything is trying to take it from us so that we would Be sick, distressed, lack, depressed. That's the way the world is going. That's the direction. It's always been that way. That's why we have to protect the image that's in us. And there's certain things that create and build the image of God in us strongly. And one of them is, one of, our, one of the foundations is that God is good. Another thing, I think I, I, I call them like the three Ps, but I'll get to them in a minute. He's, he heals. He's a healer. He heals everybody of every disease once they come to him and they do what he says. He does. He does. Now, that might be hard for you to believe because maybe of what you might be going through. But the proof of it, let me prove it to you. More than once, as Jesus walked this earth, the word of God tells us he healed everyone who came to him with every disease. So how do, I con how, do I, how do I become that? That's, that's the image of God. That's the image that God has implanted in me. That's the image God wants to implant in you. So how do I move from, I want that, but it's hard. Um, I don't see it. I don't feel it. I, don't, I mean, how do we get there? By what? Pictures we allow to come to us. And here again, words create pictures. So if somebody comes around you, let's say for instance you're dealing with, um, give me something, something. Depression. Okay, so you're dealing, let's say for instance you're dealing with depression, okay? And somebody comes to you. And, 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 and here again, you, you know the, you, you're, you've been listening to the word. You've been building that into you. And somebody comes to you and tells you, well, you know, I have something to tell you. Your grandparents, they were depressed. And one of them even, they, we believe they killed themselves. So, you know, that's probably why this is happening to you. Now, what I've learned, first of all, don't even let them go that far with you in the conversation. Why? Because words create pictures that will affect your faith. Well, cancer runs in your family. It, well, they, say, they say that too fast. No, they, no, it doesn't. It doesn't run in my family. I'm in a different family. Well, you know, what happened with your father, is, it reminds me of what's going on with you. That's a different person. 
from me. My relationship with God is different from his. But the, the comeback is good. And the comeback should be out of the image, coming from the image. You all understand what I'm saying? The comeback when they say stuff to you should come from the image. But you shouldn't, we shouldn't even let it get that far because words create images. And we were made in the image of God. And the world will try to bombard us to steal, to kill, and destroy. And the only way that could happen is if we don't have a sound, strong image within us. Are you all with me? Is this, is this helping you? Is this... So don't even... I, I, I remember um, I, I, a friend of mine was, tell, was saying, saying to me, um, someone came up to him and said... Um, Suppose, and, and apparently it was somebody had gotten cancer, and, um, and I, don't know, I don't even recall what happened with them, but someone came up to him and said, suppose you, and he stopped them right away. And he said, I don't live in supposes. I live by the word of God. So stop right now. I don't want to hear it. Because I don't want any pictures to come into me to change and alter the image of God that's in me. That says that I walk not just to, I don't, I don't live in this body just to get healed. I live in immunity. Do you all understand what I'm saying? We entertain too much. We entertain the wrong words and, and allow the wrong pictures to come to us. We have, to, we have to learn to cut it off. Stop it. I am, I am walking and I'm, I'm, I'm developing the revelation that God gave me of immunity in, 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 in health. And here comes somebody. I might not necessarily feel good a particular day. I might seem as if I look as if I'm dragging. I might seem as if something, you know, it might, it might feel or show or look that way. And somebody comes and they might know that I'm pushing in this direction to walk in the fullness of this and they come and say something to me that's contrary to where I'm at. Stop. No. Amen. No. No more. Amen. We do not want to alter the image of God in us because the image of God in us is where the creative power of God works out of us for us. So we have to start discerning where people want to take us. We have to start discerning what's being said to us and not allow it to bypass. You know, it's, it's like this. It's like this. I have a marker. And this marker here, if, there's, if it's not life, can't come over. So I set a marker. And if it's not in regards to life, if it's not in regards to building me up, lifting me up, if it's not in regards to the word, don't cross it. Don't cross it. He's not just the healer, but he's the one who gives us and has placed within us his spirit so that we can walk in revelations that we've never heard before. Such as, I don't have to be sick to die. I don't have to be sick to go to be with the Lord. I don't have to be sick in this earth, in this body. I don't have to live that way. Are you all with me? You all understand? The image... The image, I'm building, creating an image in me concerning who God is in me, who he says I am, who he is in me, and nothing I have to protect my image. Not the image on the outside that everybody's so concerned about, 
but the image on the inside because the inside is what makes, forms, and creates the outside. The image that we have of him on the inside of us is what we become. He's the provider. You need provision. Get that into you. This book contains who God is, who Jesus is, because Jesus is the exact representation. He's the exact image of God. In this book, I know how he feels about me. I know what he says about me. I know what he'll do for me. I know how he thinks about me. In every area, this book becomes very crucial, important, and essential. So let's get the image of immunity, not just get sick and then get healed. Now these are my three Ps. The image of him in me, preserver. He preserves preservation. That's what he talks about doing. He preserves us. He protects us. He's our protector. And he is our provider. Get that image. Let it grow in you. It first has to be in here before you ever see anything out there. A lot of times we work so hard in our own strength and in our own ability to get to the place of the preservation, the protection, the prosperity. We work so hard for that in our own strength and ability when with him, if we have it on the inside, if we birth it, if we bring it and build it on the inside, because that's who he is. That's what he's done for us. If we build it and we let that become a foundation in terms of who he is for us, then what happens is it naturally comes out. It naturally manifests. God will make connections. He'll hook you up with the right people. He'll open the doors that have been shut. He'll do things that you couldn't get done on your own. He'll take you to a different level than where you were before. And that's because of the protection of the image on the inside. I am made. Say, I am made in the image of God. Amen. Say it one more time. And three is perfection. Say it one more time. I am made in the image of God. Amen. Amen. How powerful are images? Let me give you an example. You go to the doctor, and you see, I, I can only give examples with doctors because I've known doctors all my life, been in the hospital, sick, do everything in that arena most of my life. Thank God I'm set free now. I mean, I had a, I had a, I had a cycle of every year when we'd fast, and I didn't could tell you this, every year we fast, we would, the church would fast, every year I would end up in the emergency room after the fast was over because my body would not receive, it would not take food every year. And then finally, some, uh, finally a, a, a doctor explained to me, I, I have nothing to waste. I have nothing to get rid of in me in the way I'm constructed. I don't have any extra fat to live on. I don't have, uh, so I, I basically need to eat. And even when I don't eat, when I don't eat regularly, when I don't eat normally, normal, things want to go haywire. So let's say, for instance, okay, use that as an example because that's, my, that's what I know. Go to a doctor. Doctor comes up and tells you something. Gives you a report. Tells you you have one day to live. Get your house in order. What do you do? Naturally, what, what do you do? You all heard this message now, so you're, 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 really, you're really now set to go. But what would, what would a person who doesn't know any better do if they're given a report that they have one day or one month or one week or one year to live? What, what do they do? They worry. 
after they go through the stage of worrying, they'll still worry, but not as much. What they'll do is they'll start to either get the house in order or they'll start to say that they're going to live life and do what they wanted to do but didn't do. But you understand this. They believe the report. They believe it. And what happened? An image was created. And what happened? They lived out of that image. Do you, do you, do you see that? They live out of the image. So you go to the doctor, and I'll tell, and, and, and here again, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the doctor. He's doing what he was trained to do. The problem is the words. Because the words, he's telling you what natural science says based on his education. So when you go to a doctor, you really need to go prayed up, filled up, overflowing. Because they're going to tell you only what they see. And because they've been educated, because they've spent a couple hundred thousands going to school to study, what happens is people believe. A picture is painted, they accept the picture, and what it does is it alters the image of God in them. It, it, alters, it alters the image which is, comes with words. It alters that in them. So they believe something else instead of the image of God. The Bible says that man's culture and man's tradition, it nullifies the word of God. In other words, the word of God has no power. So think about it, pictures, words, how they affect us. Words, as I said in the beginning, are containers. Every word leaves an impression. Words leave impressions. Okay, so I'm wrapping it up now. So the doctor gives you an image, you accept it, you think about it, and guess what happens? It keeps getting bigger and bigger until the, inside, until the image inside of you is altered, and then your body manifests it. Don't allow anyone to plant death or anything contrary to life in your spirit. Cut it off. Don't plant the wrong images in your spirit. Speak for yourself about the image in you. If you don't, someone will try to plant an image or thought in you to affect the image of God in you. That's why I said this is not the time to be quiet. This is the time to be speaking. Look at a great example, this pandemic. You <laughs> and this is what's so interesting is you listen to one report, it says this. You listen to another report, it says this. You listen to another report, you said this. The bottom line that, it, that was pushed is if you get it, you're in trouble. Do you all understand what I'm saying? When you heard those words, because COVID-19 is real, and of course you know there's another one behind it. But you know something? When I say that, it doesn't bring fear because of the image I've built inside of me. Right. I know what to do. I have to do what they say to do. I protect myself, wear the mask. I do what I'm supposed to do. And at the same time I do that, I know that's not the saving grace for everybody. That's not the saving necessarily the saving grace. The saving grace is the image I have in me says I walk in immunity and I keep pushing and pushing into that. But what happened was 
with all that we heard, and you turn on your radio and you listen to the TV. You heard it, we, hear, we heard it from the east, the west, the north, the south. We heard it from up, down, down, up. We heard it over and over and over until fear came. And then, of course, they have the statistics. Fear came. Remember, words are containers. They contain faith or fear, peace or turmoil. I went through that with you earlier. Words, if you build the image of God in you and you continue to do that, when something comes to try to bombard you to affect that image of God in you, you recognize it right away and you stop it. So, you need to speak for yourself about the image you have in you. If you don't, someone else will try to do it. Protect God's image of you. Protect the image of God in you. You were made in his image. And as you keep focusing on that image, on God's image in you, you become like the image you are focusing on. You become like God. Genesis one twenty six. likeness means you become like him. You become like God. We are made in God's image. We see several scriptures, and I, I gave you 1 Peter one twenty three. You need to, to read that, meditate on that. 1 Peter 1.23, Hebrews 1.3, Romans 8.29, um, Genesis, we have that, I gave you those scriptures. There are many other scriptures in the book of Colossians that talks about the image. Jesus is God's image. And that's why, and now I, I, as, I, as I study more and I, I understand better now, why God kept, kept me in, in the Gospels because that's where, I get, that's where I got the clearest picture of who Jesus is in the earth. And it, it really changed me. It blessed me. It helped me on the inside. And I'm going to... I did not get to, to likeness today. I'll work on that for next week or the next time I minister. To change, okay, okay um, we are made in God's image, but not his likeness. It's important, and I'll, I'll talk about that another time, about likeness, the difference. It's important that we have the right image on the inside of us, and it's important that we continue to feed on the right food to maintain, to keep, grow, and develop that image inside of us. The seed of the new birth that's planted in us is the image of God. We've been born again, not of corruptible seed. And when it talks about corruptible, it's talking about decaying. It's talking about death. That's what it's talking about. We were born again, not of decayed seed, but we were born again of the incorruptible seed which lives and abides forever. That is the image of God. We feed the image. How do we feed it? Through the word of God. The Bible tells us that the word is the water for the seed to grow. And then you have to have the right environment. In other words, you have to have the right people speaking the right things around you and speaking the right things to you and speaking the right things around you. In other words, not only that, but you also have to watch what you hear. Because you could have the TV on and they're trying to sell you health insurance 
And they're telling you that my mother died with cancer. And da 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 da. And the story goes on and on. That brings fear. And do you know that statistically, one in every five people, do you all understand what I'm saying? You have to watch what you hear. Remember this song? Watch your eyes, watch your eyes, watch you see. Watch your eyes, watch your eyes, watch you see. There's a father up above, looking down in tender love. Watch your eyes, watch your eyes, watch you see. Watch your ears, watch your ears, what you hear. Watch your ears, so you can actually watch your ears. What you hear, watch your ears. There's a father up above, looking down in tender love. Watch your ears, watch your ears, what you hear. We sang those songs as children and we really didn't, we just liked the way it sounded, never really understanding what it was saying. But you see the crucial, you see how important it is today. And, and I'll say this, it's not necessarily there's a father up above looking down because yes, he's up, he's, he's in heaven, he's on his throne. But it has to do with the image of God in me. It has to do with the image of God in you. For, it to, for, for the image to, to grow and to develop and it, for it to, to be the right image, you've got to watch what you see and watch what you hear. And I'll tell you this. If you are, if you, if you are serious and passionate about this, if you will start a war about this concerning, concerning you, you, what you hear and what you see, do you understand what I mean by that? I, 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 I use, I'm using some fighting words there, but, you know, protective. Protective. If you are protective, if you become very protective about the image of God in you, It's going to turn things around and it's going to change things. Don't let for one minute, don't, don't think for one minute that what you hear, and maybe you only hear it maybe once or twice, won't affect you. It's a picture. Words are pictures, it creates a picture. And then somewhere down the road, that picture comes back to you, and you're thinking, where did, I, where did that picture come where, from? I don't recall that. But you want me to tell you something? No picture that ever comes up to you didn't have a, doesn't, every picture that comes up to you has a root. In other words, it came from someplace. It didn't just, woo, poof. It came from someplace. And so that's why it's really important. Okay, I'm wrapping it up now. Number two. Okay, the seed of the new birth that's planted in us is the image of God. Feed the image. Feed, how do you do that? The word of God, the right environment. The right environment. We have to be in the right environment. To change the way you think means in, in Romans chapter 12, it talks about, um, let me turn there real quick. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, in other words, don't let the world bombard you with pictures because that's how you become conformed to the world. The pictures keep coming and coming and coming. They're going to eventually overtake you. So do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. To change the way you think means you must change the pictures or the images trying to enter you. You know, I remember years ago when, when um, 
I was in school, they were talking about the imagination. They were some, there was a school that thought, well, the imagination wasn't a good thing. There was a school that thought the imagination is a good thing. Everything that comes from God is good. Your imagination is good. You need, your, you need to use your imagination to maintain and to grow the image of God in you. You got to see yourself. If, take, th- thinking in terms of health, you got to see yourself healthy. You have to see yourself well because when you, when you start to use your imagination from that, because remember now, words create pictures, pictures create words. You have your imagination working in the right direction and that helps the image. It helps develop and grow the image in you, the image of God in you. The purpose and power of the word is it gives us the true picture of what's on the inside that and what has been made in God's image. Okay? The purpose and the power of the word is it gives us the true picture of being made in the image of God, what that should look like. When it talks about conform to the image of his son in Romans chapter 8, 29. And then in Romans 12, 2, it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be changed. In other words, the change is supposed to be permanent, metamorphous. What's contained in the Bible is what transforms us. The Bible says Jesus is the divine image of God. And then... Lastly, I'm going to just touch this briefly. What didn't intend to, but I'm going to do it anyway. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Listen to this, verse 3 and 4. It says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. I'm going to leave you with that scripture because that scripture is loaded. You can ponder this. You can meditate on it. You can memorize it. You can study it out. So when we come back, you're ready. It says, In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not. So in other words, they don't have a true picture. They have the wrong image. The enemy has blinded them. Less the light. Reason for that. Why did he blind their minds? So that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Because you see, when that image, the image of God, shines in you, things change. Things change. Amen? The, Jesus is the right image. He's the image that we should be looking at. To strengthen, to develop, to build the image of God in us. He is the one. We've, born, we've been born again, yes, we've been born again. But we've been born again on the inside and we have the image of God inside of us. But listen... Our minds have not been born again. Our minds pick up the pictures based on words and puts it and deposits it into us. That's why it becomes important for the word of God to become part of our lives, primary part of our lives, because the word of God will protect the seed and it will also grow the seed. It will grow the image of God in us. Are you all with me? Let's all stand. I think I'm losing you all. Let's stand. I think, was this too heavy? Let me put it this way. I spoke for however long I spoke. I'm going to bring it down to one minute. Don't let the world or anything in the world mess with the image of God in you. Because out of the image of God is where life flows from. 
And that's who we were created to be. We were born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, praise the Lord. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you, Lord God, that we are changed people today because we heard, we heard. We didn't just hear, but we heard and we listened carefully. You said, he who has an ear, let him hear. So we hear your word. And Lord, we do your word. We are doers of your word, not just hearers only. And we this morning, Father, we choose. How many of you choose to protect the image of God in you? Let's see. Everybody here, oh, praise the Lord. Father God, all of us in here, you see our hands. We choose to protect your image inside of us. We choose to develop and to grow in knowing your image in us. We choose to live out of your image, hallelujah, that's inside of us. And Father, we're very protective. We will not listen to the world. We will not allow the world to bombard us. We're going to tell the world to stop. And we're going to back off. And we're going to reestablish your image inside of us, the word concerning your image inside of us. Uh, that pertains to every area of our lives. If it's healing, if it's deliverance, if it's finances, if it's prosperity, Father God, we're going to cut it off. Anything that's contrary to your image, to your nature, we're going to cut it off and we're going to stand firm and strong in who you say you are and we're going to believe it and we're going to let it grow and nourish it so it would come forth out of us and create in the natural. Father, we choose to do that. We choose to, we're going to protect. We're going to protect your image inside of us. We're going to protect it. We're not going to just let anything come in to alter, to change what you've already been establishing in us. We won't allow it, Lord God. And I thank you, Father, that we're, we don't listen to everything and anything. We listen to you. We listen to your word. And I thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.